following up on an unpredictable Thursday night, 40 to 20 win over for the Chicago Bears over the Washington Commanders. We predict the rest of the week five games coming up right now on Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, football family? Welcome to this Friday episode of Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the podcast that covers the entire National Football League. And on Friday, that means we're talking about Thursday night football. We are your hosts. I'm David Harrison on Twitter at DHarrison82, also uh, co-host of Locked On Bucks, Locked On Buccaneers, and host of Locked On Commanders. And right next to me is my partner, Tony Wiggins, at Shop Talk Wig. Uh, also the host of the Locked on Jags podcast. So all of you out there in Duval, make sure you're giving Tony a follow and checking out his work. And we are your new, officially new hosts of Locked on NFL Friday. So hopefully you don't run away too quickly. But we thank you for making Locked on NFL your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free here on YouTube if you're watching us or wherever you're listening to us and you get your podcast again here with you every Monday through Friday as a program, Tony and I your new Friday episode host. This episode brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL, all lowercase, and you'll get a first deposit match up to $100. So, Tony, yes, sir. just like I told the good people out there, I host Locked On Commanders. So, not only did I have to watch the 40 to 20 debacle, I'm calling it the Midway Miracle because nobody thought the Chicago Bears were going to win. Nobody thought they were going to break their 14-game losing streak, but I'm also calling it the DMV disaster because, brother, uh, that did not go the way that the Washington Commanders thought it would. It did not go the way that Lauren Cox and I thought it would. Um, if you go watch our crossover episode, you would not predict 40-20 to 20 in any light. Uh, let me just get your initial thoughts on what happened Thursday night at FedEx Field. Well, anybody that's uh, familiar with me knows this, but just in case uh, folks aren't, uh, I cover the Jaguars. I grew up in DMV and in Jacksonville, going back and forth my whole life. For a long time, I was a Washington supporter because the Jaguars didn't have a team for, uh, you know, until I was almost 30 years old. So right. uh, what we saw last night was pretty much a microcosm of the last, to me, the last 30 years. This is what, this is who they are. And this is what they do. They lose games they're not supposed to. And then they do it in a fashion that makes you just scratch your head. And now I, I wake yeah. up this morning and I see offensive linemen questioning them why they were still passing the ball knowing that they couldn't win with three minutes to go and I'm thinking like okay I've been watching football I'm 54 I've been watching football for 48 years yeah. basically every team that's losing a game ends the game in two minute offense what are you talking about I mean is this the point now where the guy responsible for the quarterback getting it handed to him all night and, and getting put on the ground it's not saying we shouldn't have been throwing the ball. I think it's time now that they, this is when you start seeing leadership change because now they don't they don't believe in the coach. And uh, it was awful. It was just an awful game. They came out as flat as could be. Did make a little bit of a run there in, in the third quarter and started playing like they were supposed to. But then DJ Moore says, hold my beer. Let me get this over with. Yeah, I mean, the, the Washington Commanders look to their credit. I mean, they were down 27-3 at halftime, and they actually had it down to a 30-20 to game. Uh, at one point in time, and it was 30 to 20 when they brought Joey Sly on for a field goal. It was a long field goal, but it was a, certainly within his range. Uh, the snap was high. The Washington Commanders have had some issues with long snap, uh, long snapping this season. I won't get into that too deeply here on this show, but on Locked On Commanders, we've talked about that plenty. Uh, and, and the and the kick was uh, was wide right 
And so it ends up, it's a two score game. still. basically five minutes left in the game. It's pretty much over at that point. And then DJ Moore, Yeah. He, he, he called game as they like to say, but you talk about Charles Leno jr. That's the left tackle who after the game in the locker room, you know, was kind of asked about the game flow and he did. He said, you know, I was a little bit confused. I'm a little bit worried about the health of Sam Howell. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing there with, with still passing. And that is the first time this season. And we're five games in this first time this season that we've heard somebody publicly question what Eric B is doing as a new assistant head coach, offensive coordinator, of the commanders, but we did have the story, Tony, earlier in the offseason about players going to Ron Rivera being, quote unquote, concerned, not complaining, but concerned about what Eric Bieniemy was doing. I don't know, man. I mean, the dots connect themselves. But let's flip to the other side of this conversation. Too. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears, because, I mean, this isn't the first time And good. And look, it's the Denver Broncos. It's the Washington Commanders. And we know that not a lot of people had a lot of hope for the commanders entering the season anyway. But the Chicago Bears have now put up points. I mean, they have put up numbers. The last two weeks now they end up losing to the Denver Broncos, uh, some coaching issues there, some some play issues there as well. But I mean, Khalil Herbert, 10, only 10 carries, but 76 yards. Hopefully he's OK. He ended up getting injured, tried to come out again, had to leave the game. But I mean, 7.6 yard average. Justin Fields ripped off 57 yards and 11 carries. I mean, and, and the backup fullback blasting game is getting 26 yards on eight carries, which, you know, for a backup, anybody is great. And then Justin Fields, 125.3 QBR, four touchdowns. No interceptions. What what is what is the real story of the Chicago Bears, Wig? Yeah, um, that's a great question because at some point during the first quarter, I hit him up on the the X app and I said, uh, this looked like a September basically when Alabama plays uh, uh southern Louisiana, southeast Louisiana, or the mm-hmm. Raging Cajuns or UAB. On third and seven, they ran the ball in the middle and got eight yards. So it's like we can do whatever we want to do. We're going to throw a little out pass here and out pass there. And they show you that. And this is the thing about the NFL. There's this variance, right? There's this, the worst you can absolutely play. Then there's the best you can absolutely play. And then there's where do you most likely play every week? What is your consistency mm-hmm. level? So teams aren't judged by their worst or their best. Now coaches get fired when their worst comes up at the wrong time, but they're judged by how how, how uh, what is your median? Where, where where do you play? And if the Bears can figure that out, they might have, they might be cooking with grease here, uh, David. Because DJ Moore is a number one receiver, a true number one. It appears that Fields let the ball go. He saw the field last night and he let the ball go. They had a nice run pass balance. He didn't seem like he was trying to prove that he was Tom Brady. But he did mm-hmm. want to show that he could throw the ball from the pocket to an open receiver. Now, Darnell Mooney might have something to say about that because he was open a few times <laughs> and he got missed. But yeah. they just they just seemed like a team that had the flow going. Now, when it was 30 to 20 and they were going in for that that score and they subsequently missed the field goal, I did sit there and think, they're gonna fire even Flus if they lose this game because everything mm-hmm. had gone right. And the commanders were right there knocking on the door. Like, I'm, I'm almost thinking if they punch it in for a touchdown there, now the Bears start looking at themselves in the mirror and it's like, oh, man, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. the thing is, we've seen this before. But like I said, they have to figure out where their medium is. They have to figure out where where is their the thing where they don't necessarily play their best but don't play their worst and, and where that line is before they figure out whether they're a good team. But they had a pass rush last night. Yannick Ngakwe showed up. The DBs were all over the place. And when you look at their roster, they actually do have some talent. They just have to put it together. Yeah. I mean, look, you mentioned it the last time the, the Chicago Bears won uh, week seven of last season. They, they put up 33 points 
on the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots traditionally have a very good defense. So like you said, this the Chicago Bears team has shown the ability to put up points and to, to play tough opponents, uh, you know, in, in the past. Uh, just haven't been able to do it recently. But look, you, you mentioned coaches getting fired. Uh, Matt Eberflus, I mean, there was thought that if they lost this game uh, on Thursday night that he was going to get fired regardless. I, I, I'm with you. I mean, if they blow 27 to 3 lead and end up losing, you know, whatever it is, 33 to 30 or 35 to 30, whatever the final score ends up being, I think Matt Eberflus is fired uh, probably before the plane lands. But now, Wig, we've got the, the opposite end of the spectrum. And, and listen, part of the excitement around the Washington Commanders this offseason is the new ownership group. Part of that new ownership group is Magic. Irvin Magic Johnson, a champion many times over. He tweeted after the game, quote, tonight the commanders played with no intensity or fire. We didn't compete in the first half and got down 27 to three heading into halftime. It was too big of a hole to climb out of. And that is why we ended up losing 40 to 20. So you've got a championship caliber owner calling out the team uh, as a whole, not the players or coaches specifically, but just the player, the team as a whole. Uh, and now there's people wondering if Ron Rivera is going to survive. There's people wondering if Jack Del Rio is going to survive this week. What is, what is your general opinion on firing coaches midseason? The funny thing is, I saw when they Washington was getting hammered in the first half, the owner looked like he was getting hammered because he was up in the booth uh, <laughs> laughing and having fun. And I'm like, the optics of that just don't look real well. And then after the game, Magic Johnson uh, spoke out and did what Magic Johnson does. I'm going to watch that moving forward because I want to see – I always criticize Jerry for that, Jerry Jones. Mm -hmm. I want to see how Washington handles that moving forward. Like, you got one owner laughing. You got one owner who played sports who was truly disappointed. You got players pointing back and forth at each other. And the one guy you really want to hear the most from, you're not hearing from him. As much as things can change with that Washington organization, it seems like some things stayed the same. I don't see how Ron Rivera survives this. In fact, I suggested last night that they – uh, give Charles Leno and everybody else what they don't want, and that is is that name they name Eric B. Enemy the interim coach for the rest of the year and see if he can mm -hmm. turn it around. I mean, look, you know, things have happened in the past, and uh, I mean, five days ago we were talking about this Washington Mayor's team and moral victories after going toe to toe with the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. Things have changed drastically in mm -hmm. less than a week, but there are a bunch of other NFL teams that still have to play games this weekend, so we're talk about them here in just a moment on today's episode of Locked on NFL. And today's episode of Locked on NFL is brought to you by Bird Dogs, who make pants and shorts that make you look and make you feel good, make you look and feel better than the Washington Commanders did on Thursday night, I'll tell you that. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They feel way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton, and they do it using cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches, so it gives you a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And the best part is they invented the fabric themselves so they can make these pants and shorts out of them just for your comfort. Plus, Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat, wick, sweat wicking fabric. I can never get through that. That keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion as well. I wear Bird Dogs in the pool. I wear them to practice. I travel in them to and from games, and I'll even wear them at the stadium. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL. Enter the promo code locked on NFL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise. All right, guys, continue on today's episode of Locked on NFL. Tony Wiggins, David Harrison here with you, thanking all of you for making Locked on NFL your first listen of the day every day and every day. So we greatly appreciate you for continuing to come through like you do. Football season is here, and Locked on is kicking up our coverage with Locked on NFL kickoff live. Each Friday, Locked on will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern, on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. 
host Tanitra Batista, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. That, of course, means here on Locked On NFL, you can find it. Locked On Jags, you can find it. Locked On Commanders, Locked On Bucks, you can find it. It doesn't matter. Any Locked On channel, 2 p.m. Eastern, Locked On NFL Kickoff Live will be happening. And, and Tony, they're going to be talking about some games that we're going to be talking about. And we're going to start at the very top. And you're familiar with this matchup. Sunday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, bright and early uh, on the West Coast. 6.30, get some, get some scrambled eggs and OJ with that football. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at Buffalo Bills, even though I think everybody knows that the Jags are, if there's a home London team, it's Jacksonville Jaguars, right? So Jacksonville Jaguars at Buffalo Bills. The spread is five and a half points in favor of the Jags. Tony, what do you say uh, about, about this game? They play up to their competition and sometimes the Jags, and sometimes they play down to their competition. They lost to Houston. Uh, this is before we, well, this is before Houston hammered Pittsburgh. So we might have to revisit whether or not that was uh, that much of an upset. But they lost to Houston a year ago too. Uh, whenever things seem to be uh, the most difficult, that's when they seem to reach down and find something. So uh, I think it's going to be a real close game. I think it's going to be a very good game. I, I do believe that every time Trevor Lawrence plays against one one of those guys that are considered top five guys, whether it's Mahomes, he's yet to beat Mahomes. He's lost to him three times, but he's always played okay. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, he's beaten Josh Allen. He's lost a close game to Joe Burrow. He's beaten Justin Herbert twice. Anytime he plays one of those guys, he wants to prove that he's elite and he never leaves the game looking like he's not. So I, I think Trevor Lawrence will play well. Uh, I do think uh, Calvin Ridley wants to get off of this little slump that he's on after being away from the game for a couple of years. Uh, he started out with a bang, and since then he's had a uh, case of the drops. The key for the Jacksonville Jaguars, though, is can the offensive line block people because you can't yeah. beat what you can't block, and they haven't uh, blocked particularly well in the run game and then situationally in the pass game. They've given up inopportune sacks and rush throws from Trevor. They're getting Cam Robinson back from a four-game PED suspension. Uh, he's going to probably start at left tackle with a slide, left tackle walker, a little into left guard. It gives them a chance to have their five best offensive linemen on the field. With Von Miller coming back and all of those guys, the Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. are absolutely going to need it. So I think the Jaguars are going to be patient, try to test the run game, but then at some point they're going to test the fact that the, the Buffalo Bills have a depleted secondary and they're going to have to score points to beat the Buffalo Bills. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. I did pick Buffalo and my crossover with Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. I did pick Buffalo to win an extremely, I think I picked 24-23 or something like that, but okay. only because the Bills have been, since week one, they've really played a well-rounded game. One little thing, though, I'd like to add. Mm-hmm. I'd rather the Bills be coming off of a game where they beat the juggernaut Miami Dolphins than to be coming off a game where they didn't play well. I like that. I like a game where the team that you cover or root for had a had a poor effort and uh, they still won an ugly game going against a team that now looks like they're world beaters because now a little advantage you might be able to have is them thinking that it, it's a it's sweet and it's easy and uh, you can go out and prove that it won't be. Yeah, absolutely. So again, Bill's favored by five and a half points. The over under on that is 48 and a half points over at FanDuel. Let me uh, let me give. Our, our FanDuel sponsors a little bit love there on the screen. Our next game, Tony, New Orleans Saints 
at the New England Patriots. The Saints are one-point road favorites despite what happened uh, with them against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So is that more of an uh, of a of a credit to the Saints thing that that's that's not the real Saints last week, or is that more of a, an indictment on the New England Patriots? Uh, both, but more or less an indictment on the Patriots. Patriots don't have a quarterback, and sometimes I'm not sure if the Saints do either. The the thing with a Derek Carr quarterback team is you always try to find the identity. He always he, he'll play well and he'll put up stats and he he he'll be fiery and the players all like him, but. I still sometimes don't know who they are whenever I see him play. And, and that has come with him from the Raiders organization. So when I watch the Saints, it's like, okay, who are they? Well, they got Alvin Kamara back. They just always seem to have these games with Tampa where, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. But I, I think the Patriots, until they get a quarterback, man, they're going to really, really struggle. Yeah. Honestly, with the Saints and Bucks rivalry, uh, that the Saints claim is not a rivalry, but Saints-Bucks rivalry. Uh, it seems like the team that has the better roster, quote-unquote, typically is the team that actually loses those games. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, next game coming up, another 1 p.m. Eastern time. Baltimore Ravens at Pittsburgh Steelers. The Ravens are favored by four and a half. Wig, I, I think I got to go Ravens here. Where are you going on this one? I'm going with the Ravens um, because quietly they've done what the Ravens do, and they've turned themselves into one of the five best teams in the league. And they haven't really talked about it a lot. And, and they've done it in a very Baltimore-like way. And Pittsburgh is perplexing. You talk about an offense, you think Airbnb is in some hot water with some people. That Canada dude up in Pittsburgh, everybody, even the Twitter expert. I, I agree with the Twitter experts that he's bad. So whenever you get the Twitter uh, coaches and GMs talking about a guy like that, normally I, I push back a little bit. But no, it, it's pretty ugly in Pittsburgh. And I, I'm not so sure that the offensive line was the only problem they had a couple of years ago. Yeah. So again, Ravens favored by four and a half over under on that is 38 points. Our next game, Houston Texans at the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are one and a half point favorites, but we know the home team usually gets spotted three points, which means the bookies, uh, the odds makers don't necessarily think the Falcons are going to run away with this one wig. I'm taking the Texans here. I don't know if I, I would say I'm a believer, you know what I mean? But I like what the Texans are doing. I like the smart play by CJ Stroud and in a quarterback driven league, I just think CJ is ahead of Desmond Ritter. And I, and I think that uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Texans plus the 1.5 against the Atlanta Falcons. What do you think? I'm going to do the same thing. I think the quarterback is the difference. And then I think the difference is they have four offensive linemen missing against Jacksonville, and they didn't give up any sacks. When you learn to play when you're deficient with your starters, and then you start getting those starters back, I just think you you really learn something about yourself as a football team. And I think D'Amico Ryans is right now putting himself in a position to be coach of the year. Oh, oh, that's a that's a good prediction. I, I, I'm I'm on board with that one as well. The next game, Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. The Titans are favored by two and a half. The over under is 42 and a half. Wig, where are you going on that one? Ugly game, but I'm going to go with Tennessee. I, I think Mike Vrabel uh, will find a way to win. They look like they found their Derrick Henry identity back. And um, I, I, I just think Anthony Richardson is, is as impressive as he's been. And the reason why I say he's impressive is because he's been better than a lot of people think he was going to be. Uh, yeah. I just don't think they're ready yet as a, as, as, as a football team. Fair enough. Fair enough. We got more picks coming up here on today's episode of Locked on NFL. So make sure you stick in there with us. Today's episode of Locked on NFL brought to you by Prize Picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's only you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the week's winnings roll in. 
prize picks is really simple to play. And I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Wig, last weekend, I won $158 on prize picks, which was single-handedly my best weekend ever. Uh, this weekend, not starting off as well. On Thursday Night Football, I chose Commanders quarterback Sam Howell to eclipse more than 250.5 yards of total offense, which he did. But I also took running back Brian Robinson Jr. to have more than 65.5 yards rushing because I thought that team would be able to run the ball a little bit more and maybe uh, nurse a lead. Didn't happen. And I took Bears quarterback Justin Fields to throw more than half an interception. And he played about as clean a game as you possibly can. So, unfortunately, my bid for Thursday Night Football did not pan out. But I'll try again this weekend because Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. So, when I win, I can get my hand on my money uh, as quickly as I want to. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use promo code locked on NFL in all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, this prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL, all lowercase prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Did you see? Uh, I put in our NFL DM. Did you see my prize picks uh, miss? Uh, oh, no, I didn't. What do you, uh, <laughs> let me look it up real quick. I, I played a four piece, McLaurin. I needed 12 more yards, man. And Oh, on that last yeah. drive, my man threw the ball behind him and he fell down and he only got four yards and then they didn't get any more plays off. But I got three out of four, man. So I played 50. I could have won 500. Mm, mm, that, that yeah, hurt, you always hate what they call them bad beats. I think on ESPN, bad they call them bad beat. beats. That's, bad those, beat. those are rough. Those are rough. Um, speaking of a bad beat, the odds makers think that the Carolina Panthers wig, are about to uh, they're about to they're about to go through it. Shout out to our guy, Locked On Panthers host, Julian Council. Uh, 10-point underdogs on the road to the Detroit Lions. So I think we're both going to go Lions here, right? I think that's probably, you know, any given Sunday, right? But I think we're both going mm-hmm. Lions. But what do you think about that 10-point spread? Uh, I think it's generous. I think the Lions are going to beat the crap out of the Carolina Panthers. And it's because the Lions, uh, they're, the, they're, they're the team that will beat the crap out of anybody anytime, right? They're like, they're like that boxer, you know what I'm saying, that you don't want to fight because you know he's going to come out swinging. And uh, I just think they, they've hit a hot spot. They really found their identity. They're getting some of their guys back uh, who were suspended and injured. And, and they're just a really, really good football team. And it starts up front with them on the offensive and defensive line. And whenever you can use that as your mantra for being a good football team and the other team is struggling, nah, I, I think they went by two touchdowns. Yeah. I, I mean, I hate taking spreads that that big, but, you know, I mean, if there's a matchup this weekend that could cover it, it is that matchup. If there's another matchup that could cover it, it's Miami Dolphins hosting the New York Giants. And like you mentioned, you'd rather your team be coming in off of a tough, ugly win because they're probably upset. They're probably angry. They probably want to prove something. Well, the Miami Dolphins are coming off an ugly loss to mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills. So they really want to put a put a beating on somebody. They're 11 and a half point favorites. The biggest margin this weekend by FanDuel. Uh, 11 and a half points wig on the Dolphins. You taking that? Yeah, I'm taking it. In fact, uh, I'll probably be willing to give somebody 16 points if I'm if I'm Ooh. pulling for the Dolphins because I get bold like that sometimes. Now, yeah. uh, I, I just think the Giants are in a world of hurt. They're in a world of They can't block yeah. anybody, man. And yeah. when you can't block anybody and, and then your quarterback is look like he's playing against 15 people and then your other team uh, – they they got basically a four by 100 team on the field and they can score all day and you can't, that's a recipe for disaster. It's going to be 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Sorry, Patricia yeah. trainer. I, I love you to death. Locked on giants. You know, Patty's my girl, but uh, it's going to be a long yeah. week for the J for the G man. 
Hey, that team was as good as their locked on host was. They'd be, it'd be a much different story, but unfortunately right. that's just not the case this season. Cincinnati Bengals, our first four Oh five game, Cincinnati Bengals, three point favorites on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. You think Joe Burrow and the Bengals can, uh, can get things rolling. They better because I'll tell you what, Arizona, as much as I thought that they had the worst roster in the league and they still might, they have really, really been overachieving and playing hard. And 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 that looks good for the for Alex Clancy and locked on Arizona Cardinals and, and those people out there. So um I, I don't think they're gonna win. I think Joe Burrow and them will pull this out, but that that's probably one of the three most perplexing teams of this season for me, the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, it's been confusing, but I, I am definitely taking the Bengals on that one. I'm also taking the Eagles in their next matchup. They are also a road favorite, favored by four and a half points against the Los Angeles Rams this weekend. Uh, I'm gonna take the Eagles also. Uh, I just think overall toughness and depth, and defensive line play. Now imagine me saying that with the team that's playing against the Rams. I'm talking about defensive line play, but I'm not talking about one guy. I'm talking about overall. I just think they're gonna be too much for the Rams, and uh, the Eagles should win the game. Yeah, absolutely. New York Jets, Denver Broncos. Yuck! But they gotta play. The Broncos are favored by two and a half points. Uh, what, what do we think is going to happen there? It's it's in mile high. So does that give the Broncos the edge? Nothing against Cody Rourke and the Broncos fans because I normally don't root against them. And I've always liked Sean Payton, but I don't like what Sean Payton said earlier this year and what he did. I thought it was unprofessional. Uh, I know Nathaniel Hackett from his days in Jacksonville. He was always a really nice guy. I don't think he's a great coordinator or a great coach, but I'm rooting for him this time. I want them to beat the heck out of the Denver Broncos because a guy broke etiquette and said some stuff he shouldn't have said. Right. I'll tell you what, man, Nathaniel Hackett, if he can beat the Broncos in their house with Zach Wilson, Sean Payton <laughs> might have to issue a public apology. They right. he, he already he already technically issued, but he didn't really mean it. He might have to he might yeah, have to mean it this he time. Mean it. He didn't mean it at all. Uh 425 p.m. Eastern time, Kansas City Chiefs on the road at the Minnesota Vikings, another road favorite, three and a half points. Uh Wig, what do you think is gonna happen in Minnesota? Chiefs going to win, even if they don't win pretty. They're going to figure it out, and they're going to win because this is what they do. They are a professional team, man. They they will figure out how to get the W at the end of the day. And uh, I think after this game, people might start making phone calls if they need a quarterback uh, to Minnesota and just tell them to go and purge that thing and let it go, man, and and, and start looking towards the future. Yeah. I mean, look, Kirk Cousins to the, to the Jets maybe. I don't know what could happen. Over-under on that game is 52 and a half points. I think I take the over on on that one. Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers, a classic 90s baby rivalry, 80s, 90s baby rivalry, Sunday night football, Dallas Cowboys at Niners again. Niners favored by three and a half points. Wig, honestly, I think the Niners are going to win this thing by more than a touchdown. What do you think is going to happen? This is a game I'm looking forward to more than any game, I think, early in this season. It's going to be a tough one. I, I, I think the second you count the Cowboys out is when they play their absolute best. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think CeeDee Lamb needs to needs to find it right now in this game and, and, and try to get loose a little bit. Dak hasn't played terribly, but this is a game that, that matches up great players all over the field. Then I'm looking at that toughness. The strength of the 49ers is their offensive line and their defensive line, and the strength of the Dallas Cowboys is their defensive line and their offensive line. So it is the, the matchup of two powerhouses, and it's going to be very, very fun. I'm going to look for the Cowboys to pull up set. Okay, okay. I like that. Michael Parsons is uh, questionable for the game, but they do expect him to play from what I understand. Over-under is 45. I think I'm taking the over on that one, too. I think I'm gonna t- I think I might do an over-parlay this weekend on FanDuel. We'll see how I can mm-hmm. can, uh, can recoup some of my losses for prize picks. Uh, Monday Night Football, uh, 
can we really call this the Devontae Adams revenge game? Because he won it out of Green Bay, right? It's not like they shipped yeah. him out. But Green Bay Packers at Las Vegas. Uh, Vegas favored by one over Jordan Love and the Packers. What do you think is going to happen here? I think Green Bay is going to win. And I think more and more people are going to start looking at it like me. Like, did Josh McDaniels learn anything from his stint in Denver? Because the, it's almost like identical. The exact same thing that happened in Denver. Yeah. Jettison off guys, guys not wanting to play. Uh, for him, Josh McDaniel seems like the dude that's just perpetually unhappy with whatever team he has, and he's going to try to flip it. And uh, it's just not working out, and uh, I don't think it's going to work out. And I think Green Bay is a nice young team, and I, I anticipate that they're going to keep playing well and probably win the NFC North. Ooh, okay. I don't know if I'll go that far. I think I still mm -hmm. have the Detroit Lions on top of the NFC North, but I do like the Packers to beat the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday night. So, I mean, if you're right, we got two primetime road team uh, upsets coming yep. in prime time this weekend. Certainly a possibility, and that's why the NFL is king. Because any weekend, anything can happen. Any Thursday night, anything can happen. I actually, uh, in my preseason predictions, I actually predicted the Commanders to lose to the Bears, not because I thought the Bears were the better team. I literally said, Thursday night football, man. It's Thursday night football. I thought, I thought the Bears were going to win, and they, uh, unfortunately for my listeners and viewers, they proved me right. Uh, Cleveland Browns, Los Angeles Chargers, Seattle Seahawks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you are all on bye weeks, and uh, we're going to say goodbye now because that is it for Tony Wiggins and myself here on this Locked On NFL Friday episode. Thanks again for making Locked On NFL your first listen or view today and every day, every day. Thank you for making Locked On part of your daily routine, part of your football routine. Until we speak to you again, if you're out about, please be safe, be kind, and we'll see you next time right back here for Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.